0: Hi, I'm Molly Moran, and this is the Table Wine Podcast. As always, I am joined by my esteemed colleague Andy Stoiber. Oh,
1: hello, Molly! Happy summer, hello, Molly, Andy!
0: Happy summer! It's official.
1: It is, and these ninety-degree days are really rubbing it in our face.
0: Yeah, right. Yesterday was the first day of summer, everybody, and I was at Raymer's Cove, just north of Picnic Point.
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, secret
0: secret, awesome hike along Lake Mendota. It's gorgeous. And it was really shady. And so it was, it was a beautiful way to ring in summer. But then my friend and I kind of like came up out of the woods to go to our cars. And the sun was just like beating down on us. And it was already like 95 degrees. And I was like, oh, right. Yes.
1: Here yeah. Are. I will just take a moment to say I have just permanent sunburn during the summer. And even if, if I'm outside for like a second, like once I have that base sunburn, any moment Outside, even if it's in the shade, I feel a throbbing across all of my skin. It's horrible. I'm sorry,
0: I know it's so. Hard.
1: <laughs> anyway, though, um, there's some anyway. big things happening in table wine world. How is the move going?
0: Oh, it's going. It's going. Sort. It's sort of going. I guess is where we are right now. So, an update for all of you who are following along out there. We bought a building a few blocks away. We closed on it at the beginning of May. We did a bunch of demo. I learned how to take down walls and stuff like that. And we've been waiting for our building permit from the city. And the city is taking their time. Mm. So we're currently just kind of in a holding pattern, waiting to get the final approval. So what that means really is that we may or may not actually open in August like we planned. That's only six weeks away. Yeah. And I just don't know that it can all get done in that amount of time
1: what is the ideal schedule for how many like how many weeks of work do you would think you need to do
0: i think that we're at like exactly 6 weeks of work right now mm. which would mean like if it if we were allowed to start going we might be able to get it done by then but that's not really the real world that we live in so there's that it's a little stressful it's actually a lot stressful Ugh. and it's kind of, you know it's like one thing if it were the contractors like oh hey this thing ended up taking more time than we expected or the plumber Mm -hmm. saying like, oh there's a leak and we have to fix it like those kinds of things I don't mind this like my application is just sitting on someone's desk this is very frustrating yeah so (laughs) if anybody out there can help me (laughs) this is my plea maybe by the time we we put this out maybe this won't be a problem anymore but we'll see
1: yeah municipal power is not fun (sighs) to deal with and I don't have to think about it
0: I know. And everybody kept asking me last week, the last week or two at the store, like, how are things going? Whatever. And I was like, really, all I'm doing right now is spending money. Like I'm spending (laughs) buying lights, buying a cooler, you know, like I'm like, it's going to look great. But I'm just like in the spending phase.
1: Ugh. So, okay. Well, let's be a little uh, silver linings or excitement. Yes. Can you tease us with something to look forward to about the new space? Maybe, oh. maybe, I don't want to be like your most excited thing, but maybe just a feature. Because I know some feature, features I've heard of. that area.
0: A feature of the new space. In the Basque region of Spain, there's this word chaco. And it's like a a social dining club. And it's supposed to be like this small, intimate group of people who like really care about gastronomy, food and wine, and they get together. And when I was in Rioja years ago, <laughs> one of the wineries like took us into like what was basically like a little private salon, like a little tasting room (laughs) and they called it the Chaco. And then, the importer actually the wine we're going to taste they have a tasting room in Chicago and they call it the Chaco and so when we were kind of talking about stuff Connor and I just kept referring to what is going to be the little room in our new space where like the bar area but also like where I'll teach classes and stuff and we kept calling it the Chaco and then we were like no like it is actually called the Chaco like we're going to call it the Chaco
1: love excited about and that's T-X-A-K-O is that how it'll be or what is the yes. right? Okay.
0: No, it's uh, T X O K
1: O. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: And yes, we will have oh, that it's... like on the window.
1: It'll be oh, choco on there. That's great. I'm so excited. So.
0: so yeah. So that yes, that's a silver lining.
1: We can just, yeah, we the, the, the to dreamy stuff, to. the things that it will be once all the red tape is cut through. It'll be a dream.
0: It will be lovely. So yes. And, and great. Yeah, we got yeah. that.
1: Do we want to say that we're doing like the format of this? These are quick little oh. shotguns. We're shotgunning cans of wine. The summer is that.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. We don't have the capacity to do full length episodes. And but we miss you guys yeah. and we miss each other. And so we just want to give out, you know, it's the um, summer reading version. <laughs> right. It's the beach, beach read. Right. The mm-hmm. guilty pleasure style. So each episode is going to be short. We're going to taste some wine. We're going to talk about a specific summer topic. And then we'll bid you adieu and catch you the following week or two
1: yes so i love that you just brought up the summer read to the best of our knowledge just had a podcast like summer reads that are hard our kind of (laughs) summer reading and they had a segment of people who were trying to read infinite jest and the whole segment was just like i tried reading in college i couldn't and now i'm going to try reading it as a friend Reading group. Nope, I hate it still. <laughs> like that was the segment. Was like this book isn't worth it. Everyone says it's the white male genius book, and people are like, no. And I just thought it was funny, and I needed to share. Um,
0: yeah, Connor and his friends used to do Infinite Summer mm-hmm. and like read it all together. Uh, okay, a digression. Yeah, I know. A digression. Let's drink. Let's drink some wine.
1: Time now to pop the cork.
0: Not really popping up work no
1: oh yeah, we're this, these are cans. These are two hundred fifty milliliters, cans. right? Yes, sir. great. So Catalonia
0: yes, yes sir which... so outside of Barcelona
1: okay. Wait, isn't Catalan right? It's oh isn't that near Basque? Am I mm-hmm. right that so there it's yes, near but not Basque separate Looks so
0: Catalonia up. is further east than the Basque region, okay. So it borders France on the eastern side, like it's on the Mediterranean, Got whereas it. the Basque is on the far western side.
1: Cool. I mean, I just think it's useful to think of, yeah, these distinctive regions and wh- like how the wine coming from distinctive regions is often distinctive, even though yes. it's from Spain. Catalan is a very distinguished very, place it is. within. It
0: is. It mm. absolutely is. So we are drinking Avigno Petion in cans. And Avigno is a cava house. That's what they're known for. We carry at least one of their other cavas at all times. We try to at least. I love their wine so much. And then they make the Petion, which is just this gently sparkling white wine. People often, when they don't know what it is, when they come back to the shop for it, they're like, it's like kind of like Vino Verde or like, you know, they're like talking about it and they're like, it's like kind of spritzy. And that's this beautiful wine. And then this year, De Maison is the importer and they worked with a to put it in cans and it is a happy, happy thing.
1: Amazing. Okay, let's get to the fun stuff because I'm smelling this now and it is a blast.
0: It's so good. And I think, I think if, if you shop at Table Wine, you may already know this wine from years past because it's always a big a big hit at the shop. But if you have not yet explored it in cans, get over whatever's holding you back from buying it and get some.
1: Mm-hmm. This has always been a favorite since the first day I tasted it all those years ago. I know, right? Oh, my God. Almost five years ago almost probably is when I first drank this wine because I remember bringing it to a 4th of July – celebration in spring green and mm. my friends all being like oh this is amazing and it was like kind of that first like you know, the beginning of my journey into wine where I was like oh this is cool it's not bubbly bubbly right it's like uh prickly what is isn't yeah. the term
0: yeah yeah
1: prickly <laughs> the prick, yes. prickly yeah, yeah, yeah. bubbles right and so I'd always yeah. describe it to customers as like if you liked LaCroix or you know spritz like sparkling water it leans into that sort of effervescence in a really fun way with obviously some more fruit going on. There's like a hint more sweetness because the alcohol is around 10%. And so usually that lower alcohol means a little more sugar. And I think that's the case here, but it's not cloying at all. It's like the perfect kiss of sweetness.
0: Yeah. And I often don't tell people what the grapes are because I feel like as soon as I say what I'm about to say, people get nervous it's muscat mm-hmm. <laughs> and macabeo. Macabeo is one of the three grapes that's used in cava. But when people hear muscat, then they immediately think, "Oh, like it's so sweet." And it's it is not like it's just like a summer day. Yeah, um, yeah, it's ideal summer
1: drinking. Um,
0: you know what's funny? As you were talking about taking this to your friends, I was remembering the that this is one of my I don't know what to call it. Um, do you know the golf term mulligan?
1: Uh, yes I think I do do you know this yes. term
0: yeah if you don't know this term so it's like in golf like if you take <laughs> I wasn't you take expecting a... you to
1: bring up a golf term I, That's know,
0: I right. know if you take a if you take a swing and you don't hit the ball I think you get I mean in theory you get like one mulligan per round and you get to say like mulligan and you get to like try again mm-hmm. right this is a wine that for some reason I didn't believe that people would like this wine oh. and I I didn't carry it right away and God bless the person who sells me this wine because he was like, he kept bringing it to me and was like, but you like it. Why don't you think people are going to like it? And I was like, oh, I had a bad experience with the dry Muscat and people aren't going to like this. And he's like, maybe try it out with the sparkling wines. Like just this is a porch pounder, Get yeah. you know, and then then I brought it in. You probably started working for me right around the same time. It just absolutely exploded. Everybody loves this wine. It's always one of our best-selling wines. And so it is like one of those moments where I have to be humble and say like, I did not get this right the first time, but I eventually got it right.
1: (laughs) But in fairness, because it is a weird, it's like an in-between or It's a weird thing. It doesn't have an easy home to describe it as to people who wouldn't have it. But like, I want, it was always something I wanted to recommend to people because it is so unique and approachable and delicious That, like, if you don't want to be drinking wine all the time, this to me is like, maybe you want to be drinking this all the time Um, Mm -hmm. because it just has so much flavor, but is refreshing. It's not heavy at all. Like, it's just, you could, it's a porch pounder through and through in a way that when I describe certain white wines or other, or red wine, any wine as a porch pounder, it's a different, different porch pounder than this I always want to describe the nose, like there's a perfumeness, like the, it has a really strong nose. That it's not, perfume is not fair to say, but it has a very lovely, expressive nose yeah. that I think is really cool. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, muscat's a floral grape. There's no getting around that, mm-hmm. right? Like even dry muscats do smell like flowers. And this definitely yeah. does that. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, was, I was so, going to say white flowers. Any notes really? on notes on this? Where do you Absolutely. Get me, Oh, right?
0: I always lean towards stone fruit mm-hmm. when thinking about this wine. There's a little citrus, a little citrus peel to me, like a little lemon mm. peel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then I also think of like uh Pippa has a tendency to like crunchy stone fruit. <laughs> like she eats the nectarine before it's ripe yes. or you know the, she she likes peaches that crunch and it kind of feels like that to me. Where like the peach is the texture of an apple.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Highly
0: specific tasting out there.
1: (laughs) Yes, because it is the like, I don't know, the white white stone fruit, like it has, it's not. And we've talked about juicy stone fruit on this show before. (laughs) And this is a great example of like unripe, like really not that juicy, succulent stone fruit, but a really airy, like unripened, but tasty stone fruit thing.
0: This would be a much more painful (laughs) stone (laughs) fruit.
1: experience. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners might have to go back, may have to watch a movie, may need to go to sex ed. uh (laughs) If
0: you don't know what we're referencing, you need to go back and listen to some episodes. Yeah. So that's, that's my pick for canned wine this summer. I think it's just so easy to love. I'm taking some to a park picnic this evening. I know that it will knock everybody's socks off. It'll be great.
1: I'm going camping this weekend and I got these new things that keep cans cold. And so this, there's going to be a lot of this. my great. Very exciting. So
0: get some, everybody. Yeah. Excellent. And now it's time to decant. We're going to talk about our subject. Let it breathe a little bit, Andy. Woo.
1: And so for our little summer fun podcast, we are going to try and focus each of these episodes on a different media. And so today, Molly has chosen music. So we are going to discuss some favorite music that we are listening to. <laughs> And Molly, I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. It's going to
0: shock everyone. No one is going to expect this from me at all. Um, Let's just say that if I had like a cassette, like I was a kid in the 80s where I had a cassette, I probably my tape may have broken at this point because I would have listened to it so much. I just, guys, I've been listening to Harry's House like nonstop. I can't. Yesterday, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard Harry's House today. And I just like had to put it on again. Yep.
1: it's. I am a woman obsessed. Excellent. Okay. And I like it, it is an earworm that yeah, I just want to keep on having it on. The first time I listened to it, it was like the Friday I came out at 6 a.m. I was driving. <laughs> that was one of yeah. the mornings I was driving. And I was like, okay, this is different than what I expected. And I wasn't sure how I felt. And then the more I listened to it, the more I wanted to keep on listening to it. And now I feel like it is the soundtrack of summer and that you could literally always have it on in the background. And it is just makes life better.
0: I know. I agree completely. I, we watched the Apple plus did the one night only show, right? When the, when Harry's house came out. Yeah. And so I watched it that night and I've heard some people on podcasts ding this album. Let's just say that I got really salty at the NPR podcast because they (laughs) were like, oh, it's not it's not good and it's not moving music forward. And I was like, I don't know what you're listening to, but it's not what I'm listening to. And that but one person did say it's very clear when he makes an album that it's for performance, like Mm. that it's like, yes, he wants you to like the album. But it's also like, come see me perform this and then it'll become a new thing. And it now is occurring to me that, like, in some ways, that's like the Grateful Dead. Like if you listen (laughs) to a studio album. Of the Grateful Dead, you like were like these guys are terrible. Like who would go see them? You know, because their studio albums were never good. They never had a hit. Mm-hmm. But people like loved seeing them live, right? Yeah. So yes, I am equating hairstyles and the Grateful Dead, everybody, because he's a friggin' showman. <laughs> like if you've never seen him dance around the stage and you know Ugh. wave the pride flag and the whole thing, <laughs> he's such a showman. It's ridiculous. So that's my music pick for the summer.
1: It's so good. It's such a good yeah. pick. And that would have been my pick, I think, but I knew you'd take it. And so I'm going with what is another big name with a new album, but maybe a little more under the radar. Florence and the Machine has a new album called Dance Fever. And I love to dance. And so my partner who's a dancer and loves to dance was the one who introduced it to me. And I, I, I was like, yes, this album has been great. It is so Florence. It is maybe not as not her dog days of summer, like that sort of earworm. Which I, you know, I think she wants to move on as an artist,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, she's yeah.
1: But I and I just really love it. I I can't even say too much. I just keep, I've kept it on in the background, kind of alternating with Harry's House and Dance Fever, very like different tone to it. More of that. I don't what I'm thinking. Like old cathedrals. It has more of that. Mm. Like you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's her vibe. Is like big gothic vibe that yeah. I don't know the music. But it's been really wonderful. Um, and I'm I'm a chronic not listener of lyrics in music. And I found myself listening to these lyrics and really enjoying them and taking solace in them. And like,
0: I, I... there's what the song that I know from that album, I had my AirPods in. And so you, I feel like you hear, yeah. I feel like you hear the lyrics more mm-hmm. when you're kind of listening to it like that. And now I don't know the name of the song, but the lyrics were devastating. They were so moving. Yeah. I, I, teared up as I was just like listening to this song and I thought to myself I actually told Connor later like this would have been my Tori Amos like uh-huh. with me at my age right like Tori was it for me uh, Ani, Defra- Ani <laughs> yes. DeFranco was that for Connor right like that kind of like really emotional smart woman mm-hmm. and I was like Florence is like totally hitting that exact same chord for me it's beautiful it's so beautiful yes
1: exactly and then you hit the nail on the head and so and it, you can dance to it it does have some great dancing yes vibes. yes 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 I just I mean now I want to see Florence in concert. I've yeah. always known of Florence and I'm like I'm just yeah. appreciating the, what she's doing. Um yeah. and it's I feel like her concerts would be amazing.
0: Can I say that I really thought you were going to pick Lizzo's It's About Damn Time?
1: Okay, wait. Is that album even out? Is it out? No, the album's okay. not out,
0: but the single. Is. Okay, good. And so I just I just like totally assumed that's where we were going and then I was like, "Whoa, Florence in the machine." I
1: know. Okay. I mean, I'm in I'm out of my music. Trendiness like a few years ago, I was so into me I was like following what was coming out, interested in all the things, and it was great, and I feel like I expanded my horizons and now I'm really just like behind on everything. <laughs> like
0: I'm terrible. I'm terrible. If people have suggestions, I told a friend recently that what I'm looking for is a happy iron and wine.
1: Oh. Okay. I was
0: like, Sufjan's kinda maybe there, but then Sufian gets real sad. So Sufjan, if anybody so has sad. any thoughts. I know. So if anybody has any
1: thoughts, I'm Ooh, okay, I like that. No, yeah, it's great to get input from others. I've run into the same issue, though, of like even the music that I did find a few years ago that and I was looking and exploring. I don't remember half of it or more where I'm like, huh, what's something I can listen to that I haven't listened to in a while? And I'm like, I have no idea. And I was talking to a friend. And I think it is why vinyl and physical media, you brought up cassette play, like, there's a real value in physical media. So you can like have a library, sort through it, know what you have and don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's true. I'm back on like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I have some sort of library of things so I know what I liked. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, enjoy our summer music picks, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You that.
0: Let, <laughs> let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, let us know. Send in your picks. That would be a great. Yeah, this is a perfect yeah, way. Yeah, what to, are you like, listening to? Tell us what you're listening to, why, yeah. what you're drinking with what you're listening to. Yes. You know. That's good. But
0: I recommend Sushi. Harry's House and vino Pétillant together.
1: The song that's music for it. a sushi restaurant? That's what restaurant. I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, you get like...
0: yourself some sushi, Listen. play Harry's House, drink this wine, and have a really happy summer night.
1: Okay, last question. Like, do you think they told him to make music that would be for a sushi restaurant? Like, that was the direction he was given? Like, pretend it's for a sushi restaurant. And then he was like, F that. Like, Sarah Borales and Love Song, where it's like, I'm not going to write you a love song. This whole, like... I'm not going to do the thing you told me to do.
0: That's a great explanation because the lyrics in that song are so weird. And it's just like, why is that what you're saying? Like, it's got this like, again, if you haven't heard the album, I really do recommend giving it a couple listens before you pass judgment. I think (laughs) on the first listen, it's a little like, whoa, this is kind of 80s. I'm not really sure what's going on here. I didn't really like that song at first. And now I like love it and have to hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think the lyrics are like... What's happening? Why is this the story you're telling? I don't know. Maybe he was just really high or something. <laughs> I don't know. They're weird. They're, they're weird lyrics for
1: sure. That's no, Yeah, very high, eating sushi. And it's like, I'm going to make a song for sushi yep. restaurant.
0: And I'm Harry Styles, so no one's going to tell me I can't do what I want to do. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I love right. it. Okay. On that note. Okay. On that note. Tune in soon for our next little summer shotgun. Okay. Chin 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 The Table Wine Podcast is brought to you by me, Andy Stoiber, and Molly Moran. Special thanks to Craig Ely for his production consultation. If you're enjoying what we're doing here and want to support us, you can do so at tablewinemadison.com slash podcast. And as always, please review, rate, like, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in again soon.